Well, hello once again, everybody. Welcome to After Further Review with Mark Ferreira and John Pelkey. Jeff Taylor, our producer, joining us as well. If you're watching us on the YouTube, hello. If you're listening on the podcast, again, wherever you're absorbing our show, we say hello and thank you. How are you? For joining us. <laughs> it's good to it's good to have you with us on this uh, rainy Wednesday here in Central Florida. We're getting all kinds of rain. Is anybody like me? Do their weather apps just simply not work anymore? Mine hasn't worked since that massive hurricane crap we had a couple of years ago. You mean it doesn't work? Or it's always wrong in the prediction. It's always wrong. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, it just I, I think that's the history of weather uh, prediction is that it's sort of always wrong and it's. I mean, inter- it's Go ahead, Jeff. I want to get. I, about- I use Yahoo Weather. I swear by it. It's yeah. free. It's got a nice layout, and it's right more. It's it's above the Mendoza line. When this one, yeah, very nice. Well, when this so, one, mine's like temperature wise. Mine temperature wise and everything, but it, it it it. No matter what, I I looked down today when literally the the heavens opened up and we had like Old Testament rain here in Ocoee. Uh I looked at my my weather app and they were like ten eh, percent chance of rain right now. What do you mean 10%? Raining like hell. The precipitation thing's not working, and it hasn't worked well since the hurricanes. So, really? Uh, you yeah. think that had something to do with it? You think I do. It was- I do. I think that I think the hurricane somehow uh, infiltrated the uh, operating system of my weather apps. Uh-huh. And, or maybe they just gave up. They just went, screw it. See, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the operating systems. I think it has to do with just the predictability oh, uh, issues. On. You should be better. No, than they that. just don't know how to do it. They just don't um, know how to. I mean, it's it's still a crapshoot with all the satellites and all the technology. It's still a crapshoot, Johnny. Things change. They're Things, using an algorithm know. instead of doing what I do, is which is opening my front door and walking out and smelling. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, it's going to rain today. You can smell yes. rain. Yes. You can smell rain. There's a 70 percent chance oh, yeah. that it's going to rain today by my sense of smell. All right. Uh, before we dive into all the sports stuff, I've got uh, nothing outside of that other than uh, just I'm on day, I don't know what, of binge watching Hamilton again and again and again and being and, and, and getting angrier and angrier at people who just uh, disparage it for, for no reason, particularly people who haven't seen it, who, who are just like, well, not going to watch it. I, I will say this about all of that. I, I will say that it's just it, it's about. Can can we agree on something? I mean, even after our, our little uh, no. debate the other day, Jeff, I, I thought of all kinds of things I could come back with that would unify, that would probably bring us together on 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 what we're talking about, because a lot of it was semantics, I think. And and it's like I think about that with sports, like what sport is going to be the most unified, which is the one that's going to have everyone sort of agree that this is how we're going to make it happen. And let's execute that. You know, we already are seeing schools, the reopen of schools is already a political issue and who knows what's going to happen there i think i have an answer pickleball that's the sport that's going to bring everyone (laughs) together is that the only one i think it's i think it's the nba because by definition they're in a bubble already and i think that they just seem to get along between players uh you know union management and disney all get along pretty well but i think the same thing applies with hamilton john to your point it's like whether and mostly it's on the left. It's like, you know, it's a race to see who's woke enough right. in terms of how they can criticize Hamilton. And it, it, but it also goes to a larger annoying thing in the world to me it, it, because I, I think that uh, I think that you're off base there. I think go it ahead. is going to unify everyone. 
It's 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 Mark. I will allow you to finish what you were saying because I just wanted to because I I just I just want to take one. No, no, no. I was done. I was done. My slight issue with that is is it's not left or right. It's just there's it's a whole group of people who seem to believe that if you make anything that is based on an historical event or an historical person, that if you don't tell 100 percent of that story in this dramatic retelling. Now, this isn't a plaque in a museum. This is not if you're not educating people in a school. It's not a textbook. You have no obligation to to put forth 100 percent of the story or even the true story. JFK is largely bullshit. And it's one of my favorite movies Come on of all now. time. Come on it, now. It's, it's, it is large. It's an historical fiction, for God's How sake. How is that bullet pristine, John? I keep coming back to that. I'm not saying everything. I'm just saying, again, if you're making, there's that, and I bring it up time and time again, and I don't know the name. It was a French dramatist who said, God writes lousy theater. And it's like, if you're presenting something as a theatrical or a, a film, uh, whatever, you don't have an obligation <laughs> You do not have an obligation to no, tell one dramatic license story. Honestly, dramatic license, theatrical license. And people who don't get that are highly annoying to to. Uh, I mean, know, yeah. Well, Hamilton had eight children. Least. Did we have to add that in? Eliza, me and our eight children. I mean, would that make you happy? Do you have to make con- Come on. Seriously. It's seriously. so annoying. It, it is because it's such a brilliant work of art. It is a brilliant work of art that threads a lot of true history right. and and a lot of uh, true dynamics, at least at least general dynamics of what was happening in the country or even before the country was was constructed the, the same dynamics we're dealing with today it was it was a, a strong central government versus you know an agrarian states rights kind of thing that was from the top and that's dr- dramatized beautifully in that show even outside of that i go back to the movie ali the uh, about muhammad ali and the people who complained about it complained because it it, it really only told a narrow period of time it told the story in a, a narrow period of time and somebody's like it said ali i thought it'd be about all of them so what they had to name it a year in the life of Ali. Okay, well, which year? I need to know which year. I'm not going to. It's just idiotic. Go well, and, enjoy the, the story that's being told, or don't. And again, if it's a biopic or a bio play or a bio musical, whatever it is, the the more you can, uh, you, you know, narrow the focus, the the more success you're going to have. That was a ten year period of Ali's life between '64 and '74. Right. It was it was great. It was one of the best biopics that's ever been made. Oh, by the way, I really uh, and uh, you know the Love and Mercy was great with the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson. That was a lot of fun. The way they they kind of constructed that and, and Hamilton too. Hamilton is a two and a half hour play that talks about this guy's life and takes these four or five big chunks. And does a brilliant, brilliant job with it. Um, the, the again, I think those people just just stop you know, complaining. It, 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 and John, they're unhappy people. Really, right. we should have compassion for them. If you can't enjoy this work, that is that is showing how great humanity can be, and how many different elements of yeah. our God-given awarenesses and sensibilities can be put together with this talented talented group of people if you can't enjoy that then i feel bad you you have a your joy gene is is damaged i danced under that name when i was in college 
Joy G. <laughs> Just saying. I'm look. College I is pricey. I I bees at the nine thirty club. <laughs> I worked. You know, I had to pay for I had to pay for school there. Yeah, it's just and that and the other thing is, Mark, and I I don't agree with your overarching sentiment that not everyone is entitled to their opinion. Uh, but I do say this. Come on now. That on. Uh, you are not entitled to give me your opinion on anything you haven't seen, heard, tasted, whatever. You have to go through those motions. You can say, hey, listen. I don't like, I've never enjoyed a musical theater production, so I'm not going to see it. That's valid. That's valid. I appreciate certain art forms for what they are, but I don't, yeah. you know, I like opera, but there are only really a couple that I would go and see. Ballet is the same way. But if you haven't seen it, if you don't want to see it because you don't like musical theater or you hate Lin-Manuel Miranda or you hate history or whatever. Sure. Okay, fine. But you can't sure. have an opinion. You can't have an opinion on the piece itself. You are, and nope. you can't even have an opinion because nope. somebody did. I, I can't see it's too long. Well, you, but you haven't seen it. So you okay. don't know Guess how what? that's dealt with. That so person just, doesn't have a right to that opinion. Okay. So we're, we, right to that opinion. We, we were here. It's hard to do on the small camera. What? And I can't move for it. We were here, and now we're here. We've come closer together. We're, 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 we're searching for that. I, I just can't do stuff with the camera. Why is the camera on? Can, we, can I turn my camera off? Can I just do that from now on? Just you can. It? You I, actually can. We can just hear a disembodied John Pelkey voice. If Mark he, was putting together promos, and uh, the only thing I asked was that I appear in them as, as little as possible. Just don't show me. And I and I should hear me all you want to my daughter Taylor, who's yeah. really putting them together. You know, okay. we're all we're all throwing some suggestions. Jeff's getting some timestamps together, and Taylor's you know throwing throwing the editing thing together and doing a very, very nice job. And you know, hopefully, uh, maybe two, three additional people will start watching. <laughs> In fact, YouTube. there are, there are really only two people involved with this show who are not doing anything when it comes to the promos, and, and that's essentially you and I. Yeah, that's I truth. talk and you forward things to me that I won't watch and uh, ask for my opinion. And I go, oh, I think it's great, even though I haven't watched it. I fully admit right. that. No, I, no, I, no. I, you say, you know, I was uh, the first one Taylor put together, which was uh, uh, the 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 one where I, I'm going. he, And then the other one with uh, you with the lake of fire, which was hilarious. Uh, I, I said, OK, now, hang on. Before you put those out there, we, I need to get John's approval. I mean, he's the partner and I have to get his approval for this. Yep. for crying out loud. And you were adamant. I didn't even say I need your approval. I just threw them by you. You, you were adamant saying, please, you don't need my approval. No, I don't no, understand no, no. any of this. It's not my bailiwick. No. And uh, just do what you want to do, Mark. I yep. trust you implicitly, which I don't I couldn't believe I saw those that phrase. Well, I was with lying. regard to me. That yes. is, I've well, never heard that from you ever in our 20 year, uh, 20 plus year, uh, you know, working relationship. I've never, ever heard that from you. I trust I, you implicitly. Yeah. Now, the, and truth be told, I don't trust you at all. Um, but I had to balance two things uh, when answering you. And one was uh, my uh, my my well-earned distrust for you in every way. Oh, yeah. And then sure. the other is me continuing to have a conversation about something that I just don't want to have a conversation about. And so I erred on the side of if I say I trust you, I will uh -huh. never have to talk about this stuff again. Uh huh. So, I, you know, that's that that's that's where we came down on that. All right. Gotcha. All right. So, that, so that's where we are. The bottom line is you and Taylor have at it. The whole commercial could be nothing but the perfect fifths. And just singing and your happy face, you know, maybe you're doing a number with them. I don't know. I, 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 be I don't, fun. I don't enjoy it. I don't engage. That. I don't engage in that sort of thing. All right. Uh, before we move on to talk a little about Major League Baseball with the schedule coming out and some surprises 
and uh, the possibility that uh, in a shortened season that uh, maybe we'll have a surprise champion. And is that a something uh, you, you would be you could get behind? Before that, we need to do the one constant for this show, and that is progressive trivia. Mark, All right. do the honors. Here we go, Jeff. I'm going to uh, switch screens right now. Here we go. All right, Johnny. I'll go ahead and do this since this is the one I have. There's you and I back in 2012. We had a radio Progress- show once. Progressive trivia. Yes, indeed. All right. This guy played 20 plus seasons. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer. Ooh, wow. Fascinating. Uh-oh. He led the league in field goals made one year and total rebounds five years. Wow. How about this? When's the last time we did a basketball progressive trivia, John? It's been a while. What year was that, you think? 42. <laughs> I know the war was happening. It was on Armed Forces Radio, the show we had on Armed Forces Radio. Yeah, 40, 42, 43. Played with Spud Webb and Jason Terry. Man. Who could that possibly be? All right, I'm switching back. Here we go. Switching back. And there, ah, no, missed it. Oops, where am I? Okay. I'm clamming. I'm assuming you're not seeing any of us. All right, there we go. There's me. Are we back? We're back. All right. All right, we're back. I, I gave you a guess there. I think I'm probably wrong, but I gave you I gave you a guess. I went for something out of left field. All right. Kevin uh, Kale, fun guess, but wrong. All right. Thought seemed like That's one a fun you guess, might guess though. Good job. Seemed like one you might get in the there. Four. And could have uh yeah. certainly played for a long time, could have very well uh led the league in field goal percentage at some point from low post position. And, or just uh, field goals made, actually. Field goals field made, goals excuse made. me, field goals made. Um, so a guy that you know posts up like that all the time that he did, he could have taken a lot of shots could, and, could and made made a lot, and certainly he was a great rebounder. So yeah, it's a good guess, good yeah. job. But it's but it's wrong. Uh, most Hall of Famer could have played twenty years. I'm sure maybe yeah. he did. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the answer. Frankly, I think you're lying to me. I think that is the answer. And in in an attempt to not have to admit that I got it on the first go round, you're just making crap up. But yeah. Well, that's what a lot of the guests at the ESPN Club always thought. When we would say wrong, they would go, oh, come on. No, no, of course, no. They would argue as if as if we were wrong. They'd always pick one clue. Yes. Then, you know, it's like Stan Musial. And I was like, it's not Stan Musial. He played 20 plus years. (laughs) Well, yeah, but. First of all, he's a baseball player, and I doubt he played with Spud Webb. Frankly, I don't think they've ever met. I could, well, actually, Stan Musial, Spud Webb may have met, but still. Jason he, Terry, probably not. People, uh, yeah, people always uh, accused us of. Jason uh, Terry had a big, big thing against Stan Musial. Did he well really? Document, well documented, yeah. Oh, it's a 30 for 30. Yeah. Terry and Musial. Yeah. The Huge grudge. issues. Huge issues with it, and and Musial didn't know what where it came from, why that was happening, and uh, and and Terry just uh, you know got pretty ugly with it. So strange. Jason Terry had a real problem with Stan Musial. He hated Stan Musial. He hated Stan. A deep dive, Terry and Musial. The deep dive. Look for folks. We're not officially announcing it, but it may happen. We should just do that at one point. Let me just, let's just before we move on, because I because I'm just really not that interested in most of the sports stuff going on right now. I got quite it. Quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, really, I mean. We should um, if we're going to do this deep dive thing once a month or once a week, once every at week, at some point we're thinking about we're, 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 we're considering making some changes and doing that. We even are. if we're not, even if we're doing it twice, 
uh, a month, once every other week. Like every fifth one, well, we, we obviously couldn't do a, a set number, but every now and then just do a fake one. Just put one out there that's 100% just made up. Uh-huh. And see if people and see if people uh, pick up on. Ah, uh, it's the fake one. Yeah, yeah, this one's the fake one. So the yeah. first one would be the <laughs> Jason Carey Stan Musial feud. Grudge feud, which spilled over decades, ladies and gentlemen, absolute decades. Jeff has a guess, by the way. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little about Major League Baseball for the schedule. Nice job, Jeff. You got, you got it? it right. Ah. All right, there you go. All right, so we don't have to give it up, though. That was in the text message. The listeners can still try to. No, I'm not going to give it up. No, No, we're not going to give it up yet. Uh, Well done. Well done, by the way. The schedule for baseball has come out. That is good good work. That is good work, and that would make sense when when you think about it. Um, We'll talk a little about the schedule a little more in the macro, but I want to first focus on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, Mark. I don't know if you had a chance to look at this, but – I'll give you one guess as to what team we will see most frequently. Now, we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven weeks scheduled, and then the two, September 13th and September 20th, are to be determined games for uh, all the obvious reasons. But what team do you think is, um, if you haven't read it, if you have, you know, I, I glanced at it, but I didn't count how many teams, uh, you know, were most made the most appearances. I would guess it's either the uh, Dodgers, Astros, or Yankees. Is it one of those I, three? I would have guessed that as well. But that Am is one hundred percent incorrect. Wow. First of all, the Astros make no appearances on okay. Sunday night baseball. Well, it's the cheat. They're being punished. I think they might be. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers show up once. Right. Against, against the Giants. your Giants yep. on opening the opening day, 10 o'clock game. So they don't really get an East Coast uh, uh, East Coast primetime game. I mean, I know primetime right. is still only 10 o'clock, but a little surprised. They didn't, There's still they, some stakes with that game, by the way, for the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> Open, you know, it's the well, first Sunday game. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, there, of course there is. It's the, it's the Atlanta Braves. Wow. Who get three. Interesting. Two of them against the Phillies on back-to-back weeks. So on August 23rd and August 30th, first of all, August 23rd, the Phillies go to Atlanta. And on August 30th, the Atlanta Braves go to Philadelphia. I, this is very surprising to me. Not that, you know, and Jeff and I talked about this earlier. About that? Uh, no, but Jeff and I talked about this earlier. I think everybody feels that the Braves are a pretty good team. I mean, a very, very good team. And there's a decent chance. They, they've got it. They're in the top. You know, you talk about four or five teams that can win it all. I think the Atlanta Braves are there. But I'm just really surprised because we only we get the Red Sox twice. We only get the Yankees once. We get the Phillies twice, that Braves Phillies that mentioned before. We get the Cardinals and the Cubs playing each other on two separate occasions. Um, just really surprised by that. I'm, now, I'm sure what comes into play is just sort of logistics and where perhaps where the uh, the film crews were that week. I don't know, because travel, obviously, there's some issues involved there. But I'm just really surprised that that's what ESPN went with. Well, it's- maybe it's just the East Coast-centric thing in and uh, ESPN on the East Coast. And uh, to your point, the travel concerns and the like. And they want to keep it as local as they can. Like and the, teams are playing like fewer games. Right. And teams like West Coast teams aren't coming east as much with shorter schedule. They're stuff. not coming east at all. There's actually there aren't any uh, East Coast, West Coast series because I didn't have a chance to go through. No, everything. because 
because I know you that's play, mostly geographical. Yeah, you play your team, you play the team in your division uh, ten times. The four other teams in your division, because there's five teams in a division, so you play the uh, the other four ten times, and then you play the equivalent. Uh, geographical, uh, you know, so with the NL West would be the AL West. So that's the A's, the Angels, the Astros, the the Rangers, and the Mariners. And uh, so they don't get further east than than Dallas. With the, all right, with the well, Rangers. that makes more sense. That makes yeah, a lot so, more sense. So that's the dot. That's the Dodgers schedule. That's everyone in the NL West. So yeah, so they're not going back east. So I'm sure that's what it has to do with. Yeah, I just, but I'm just surprised the defending World Series champions don't get a game, and they're an East Coast team. Um, I'm surprised there's not more Yankees. That's that's the one I'm really surprised by. Yeah. Now, now I'm wondering, it, and is, the Nationals it, as well. Yeah. Is there a possibility that some of these teams, because they're um, revenues are going to be so limited that some of these teams like the Yankees didn't want this nationally televised game, because if they keep stuff on the yes network or whatever, whatever it's called now that perhaps they get a larger revenue, they might garner larger revenue from it. Because as I always say on the show, follow the money. Um, I I know nothing about that. And I'd like to apologize to everyone for that. (laughs) That's that's your Johnny. Yeah, I know. I know. But I just but I that's really one of the things that I came up with when I when I thought about this is that perhaps because the revenue is going to be so limited really for these teams in a 60 yeah. game season is that perhaps the Yankees garner more revenue from sure. uh from their local from coverage. their local affiliate than they would for an, a national game because you would think what the national networks are looking for, what ESPN's going to look for or Fox if they're having games as well is they're going to look for the best ratings. And I, I mean, I don't think there's any way I can't argue that Braves Phillies is going to get more viewers than Yankees and insert practically anyone Yankees right. nationals. Right. Which they, which they're going to play. Right. AL and NL East. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. going to be fun, too. It's going to be really interesting. That's where the World Series is going to be, you know, pretty fun there's a you know 66 percent chance you're going to see a team you haven't seen all year at all in the in the world series and uh and actually there's a um you know a very like a 75 percent chance that you're going to even in the playoffs to get to the world series you're going to see a team you haven't seen all year because you haven't played that division so you know if there's a wild card team in your division and you end up playing them then yes but outside of that scenario you are going to play a team to get to the World Series in your own league that you haven't seen all year, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah, no, it it been just it it goes back to your deep dive with uh with the Reds talking about guys in for the Reds who were fifteen right. years in the league and had never seen Fenway Park. Seriously, how, isn't that amazing? It, it really it it does boggle, and, and it is one of the things you know. I was not initially in favor of uh, interleague play. Uh, I just, you know, I was one of those guys when it went, because I, re- I really enjoyed the all-star game at that point. That was obviously had been uh, watered down with player movement so much, but it was fun seeing guys who'd never faced anybody uh, from the other league. Um, and initially with uh, interleague play, it was one of the cool things about the world series was you saw guys that you would not, not otherwise see play against each other. But um, that's, that's out the door now. Interleague play is a, an awful lot of fun in my mind. Um, but I do miss that. I do miss that you, you know, we've never seen Greg Maddox go up against 
you know, Derek Jeter or whatever, just pick a, pick an error and a couple of players. Um, so that will be fun. It, it will be um, a lot of fun to that fun. Uh, I sent you an article, and I don't know if you had a chance to read it, Mark, and we'll put it on the the site. And by the way, I'd like to uh, I'd like to praise you, Mark, for actually having put uh, put stuff out on our on our page so people can uh, read along or see if we knew what we were talking about or just you know it's look one, at it's one of the goals, one of the new goals we yeah. have to to do that every other every other day, our off day, we put some sort of interesting article up. In we our, try on day, maybe do a little promo, a little promo clip. David Schoenfeld from ESPN, senior writer, uh, posted a story about how the Tampa Bay Rays may be the team that people aren't talking about. And I don't know why they're not talking about it. They certainly took the Astros. Well, they took the Astros to seven, right? It was a seven-game series. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the Rays had a great year last year. (laughs) My my mom's first question is, why are we moved around? Because normally I'm in the middle of this thing. So she's she's upset that I'm not in the middle somehow. Do you need me to sign off and it's, no, it's, sign back on? Order, I think it was because uh, I joined late. I joined last on this time. So that's wow. how that's that's the reason. <laughs> so I don't even know. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I'm here. Is, the, is there any reason for me to be here at this point? Can, sure. Do we, we get Dane Becker in here? Your mom might enjoy him when he's younger. He's better looking. He probably knows more than I do. He probably likes Buster Posey, who's still trying to come up with a decision. I don't know. Could be. Ooh, See, I, scary. Yeah. Now, um, he I is going to do that. There's but, a possibility that he's still going to play, John, unlike two of the, your your Nationals guys who have already I, opted out. I, I'm, not I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I love that article about the Rays. Nana's happy now. She knows why. She didn't think you were demoted for, for you know, the Jeff's demoted you and doesn't want to sit next to you anymore. She says, oh, there. okay, proceed. proceed. Yes, we were, we were going to shut things down. We, we were we going to get to the bottom of this thing. Um, and now we have permission to continue to move on. But to, uh, to his point, um, Schoenfeld's point, uh, it's it's bullpens, Johnny. It's like yeah. what we talk about with the postseason. You know, always, always, whoever whoever has the best bullpen as a rule, at least certainly in in the last twenty years, maybe we can agree on that. Ten to fifteen years um, seems to come out on top in short series, and so he's just extending that theory to a short season. And uh, you know, in his mind, the the Rays have the best bullpen and the deepest bullpen in all Major League Baseball. I think another thing that the Rays have going for them is because they're a small market team and they lose their name players on such a on such a frequent basis, and we see guys who uh, we haven't heard of who, who have really, really hot starts to the season because teams don't know them. They, they don't have the book on them. In this short series, that may really benefit the Rays because some of this young talent that's, that's going to end up on the field for Tampa that people don't have much of a book on you know they're only they're playing less than half of the season. You're not going to get the book on you'd be by they could get through the playoffs and still be somewhat unknown quantities to the teams that they're playing against. And I think that that benefits them a lot more than teams that have um, established guys that 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 you know the people have the book on in in a series where you don't re in a season where you can handle your pitching differently than you would in in previous years. It's pretty. It's it's a pretty fun parlor game right now uh, to determine what element, the freshest young players, the deepest bullpen, the deepest starting staff, 
the the fact that Los Angeles has such a loaded offense that the DH is really going to benefit them. There are it's a great parlor game to decide which element is going to make the difference in a sixty game season. And you know, you guys can speak to this, Jeff and John, because your Redskins benefited twice. Both major strikes in National Football League history in 81 and 87 benefited the Washington Redskins. And, and you could, you could, and not 81, I'm sorry, 82 and 87. And you could make the argument that, um, certainly those weren't the best Washington teams of the Joe Gibbs era. And you could make the argument that they may not have even been the best teams in the National Football League those two years. Certainly in 87, you could make that argument. Right. And it, it, it really came down to how, how those teams handled the strike in that in that year to to your point because the Redskins and we'd mentioned this before in eighty two Joe Theismann took it upon himself to organize workouts with guys um and a lot of teams didn't do that. There's a lot yeah. of evidence that guys just went back to their homes and, and and didn't because again that was a very long strike in eighty two I think it was what was it eight game season that year nine game season is very short um and so people didn't think it would be resolved, and Tyson kept them doing that. And then in 87, it comes down to the, the Redskins took the replacement game seriously. They did, and, and they uh, won all three, I think. Won all three, including the one against Dallas late in uh, the last one where the strike had essentially been settled or the, the lockout had been settled, and a lot of guys had crossed the picket line for, for Dallas. Yeah. Randy White, yeah. uh, Danny White, other players not named White, I assume. Um, uh, and... Uh, the Redskins replacement team beat them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a really good point. And it's what really makes, I, I think, again, we've talked about it this season, maybe the most fun baseball season. There may be asterisks all over the champions and the pennant winners. The whole, the whole season is asterisks. The, the whole thing. But it may end up being the most entertaining baseball season any of us can, can remember. Well, in terms of soup to nuts, John, because to yeah. your point – uh, there's entertaining postseasons. There's entertaining all-star games. There's entertaining teams, perhaps, throughout a season. But not often is an entire season by any sports fan talked about with Major League Baseball as entertaining because most people don't stay checked in the whole time. And to your point, by definition, it's going to be more entertaining in a way because we're going to watch more of it. That's That's the thing, and I just really hope – they can keep their act together because, you know, this hmm. is. I, I just hope they can keep their act together, and and I'm happy that the, that the that the uh, that the, all three major sports are. I mean, the three sports that are that are uh, re resuming are all starting roughly around the same time. I think yeah. baseball has a week uh, start. I think they start on the 23rd or the 24th, and uh, NBA starts at the end of July and NHL starts at the beginning of August. So it's all within a week of everyone. So that's going to be, I, I think that's going to be a very, very good thing because if one league is having a problem, they, they will look to the other league to perhaps, um, handle their business. They might be publicly shamed because of success of the other league. Uh, there's going to be, I think, a uh, communal sort of group mentality that they're all going to try. It, there's going to be a competition, really, I would think, to see which one is the most successfully and smoothly run league in yeah. this, uh, th this, rough and, um, this rough and tumultuous time that we are in right now. <laughs> Also, want to shout out to Mario. His great point with the, the Rays also having three great frontline starters as well. Um, 
along with the bullpen. So if pitching wins, uh, then they're, they're in a good position. Uh, I also, uh, before we uh, get out of this subject, we're talking about the different leagues. I think uh, Adam Silver is doing a nice job. As we, as we mentioned, we, we generally hold him up as the guy uh, who's doing, uh, who seems to be the most uh, uh, in tune with his labor force for, and ownership, really. Um, and I, I think he's being very, very smart by saying to people right now, we are going to have positive tests and there yeah. are protocols in place. We, you know, we are prepared as much as we can be, but realize that this is all, you know, we are dedicated to finishing this season, but it may not look like what you think it's going to look like going into it. Because as we mentioned before, if somebody tests positive there, they may you know, there, there's going to be more than one person who's going to have to sit out games. It, it's, it's a really, really interesting, uh, really interesting story. But I think baseball, to your point, I was watching. They, there's a great series from Major League Baseball, MLB TV, called Seasons, uh, where yeah. they take one baseball. It's called, I think it's called Baseball Seasons. So I watched the 69 season. To your point, generally considered an amazing, a great season. Yeah. You get five minutes on the opening month of the season, and then it cuts to late August. Yep. Because exactly. most seasons are, to your point, really dependent upon a pennant run race that runs through September. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of a team, you check in. I mean, I do that when the when the Giants are good. Uh, and even when they're not good, I'm I'm checking in pretty much every day with that. But but most fans, to your point, John, uh, sports fans don't do that. And you're right. That 69 season was not that interesting because the Cubs were running away with the National League, with the newly formed National League East. That was the first season of divisions mm-hmm. and they were running away with it until late August. And um, then, you know. Much to the you know the typical Cubs narrative at that point, they uh, they found a way they found a way to lose. They found a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. You almost would have thought that uh, poor Cubs, Glenn Beckert, six, uh, yeah, John Kessinger, Ernie Banks, yep, absolutely, Billy Williams. I think Kenny Holtzman was on that team, right? Uh sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, because he came from. Chicago. So anyway, that's Major League Baseball again. I, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a blast. But to your point, if they can keep all of their dominoes standing, because you know, and I don't, I really don't think stars opting to sit out is that big a deal. I, I, even the biggest stars, if they chose to do it, because I think people are thirsting for baseball. And again. You know, one of one of the fun things about any sport is when guys that you don't know step up and have these seasons. And, and yes, you know, it's the no name guys or guys you're less familiar with. Yeah. Um, but there are still some moving pieces that they haven't wrangled. Um, so fingers crossed across the board. Uh, NBA players have now checked into the bubble. I think today yep. there may be a few coming in today. But after today, it will be the bubble and it, it truly the bubble. And we will see. We'll see where we go from there. But um, fingers crossed they can they can all get it together. All right. Fingers crossed somebody other than Jeff can figure out progressive trivia. So let's get our second set of clues for our NBA player. Wow. All first right. Time, here we first go, time, Jeff. Right? First NBA, maybe? No, we've done an NBA before. Hmm. So these are the first four clues for our NBA 
progressive trivia. Played 20-plus seasons, Hall of Famer. Led the league in field goals made one year. Total rebounds for five years. Played with Spud Webb and Jason Terry. I don't know how Jeff got it right, to tell you the truth. This is pretty innocuous, but uh, I'm highly, highly impressed. All right, here we go. You, you complained about this picture, John, so I tried to find another one. <laughs> do, you know, oh. do you know where that was taken? Um, <laughs> wow. I, I, I do not know. Is, is that uh, – it looks like it's possibly at my house. Nope, it's Edinburgh. Oh, that's an Edinburgh picture. It's in a different continent, yes. Wow. All right, so these are the next four clues for you. Averaged a double-double for his career. That's pretty significant. 15-time All-Star. Played in 125-plus playoff games, Johnny. Wow. And the only three players all-time have played more minutes. That's a big deal. That. What a great stat. Yeah, it's not a great stat. I maybe should have led with that. That may have thrown Jeff off a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> All right. So there we go. Looking for an NBA basketball player, past or present. That's our progressive trivia. All right, moving on to our next subject. And this we All touched right. on this a little bit, Mark. Uh here we go. Want... I'm I'm leaving this screen. Yo! Here we go. Now you're now you're on the bottom. Nana's not gonna like that. There, well, there couldn't right. get you back to the middle, could we? Um uh like to come up with something that's not just nuts and bolts. It's more opinion oriented because we would like people to actually interact with us. We haven't had people interacting in a while, Mark. We've uh, with our know, email. I know we've dropped we, that we, ball a little bit. The minute we got on camera, that's all you worried about. You're out buying tan number two and you've got makeup artists with you. And look at that new. It's a new shirt. I'm sure not, not a new shirt. Um, anyway, very old shirt. Uh, <laughs> old hat. The Jafar hat's back. The new yes. trendy glasses, everything. Again, just, not new. It's all, all, it's all about aesthetics for Mark. Oh, and just lost the whole interactive thing. That was it really that was our big. That was our big branding thing to to open our 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 latest career uh, behind the microphone. Uh, was you know get get the folks interacting, get them to to send us voice memos to our uh, to our Gmail podcastafr gmail dot com, and we haven't we haven't promoted that recently. Now, and I haven't checked it. There could be, we could have hours worth of people just begging, begging for our opinion on any number of it. I, I, I have checked it. Look at that. Look at that crawling across the box. Beautiful. Us. Beautiful. at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Leave a voice memo or leave a message because our question is outside of your team. And if you don't yeah. know it, Mark's a big San Francisco fan. Giants, 49ers, Warriors, I guess. Um, not really. No, 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 big Warriors. You you enjoy them. You're more of a Lakers. Oh, the Warriors fan. moved to Oakland. They moved, uh, they moved oh, to Oakland. Yeah. They're back in San Francisco. Back in, they are back in San Francisco now, and beautiful with the worst arena. record in the NBA. Their first year back. Beautiful <laughs> arena. Yeah, you know, it does does look gorgeous. Uh, but my question is, outside of your teams or your players, you know, guys on your team, or maybe somebody who was with your team for a long period of time has moved on. Who would you like to see win a championship in these truncated seasons that we that we're looking at now? Um, in, in, and I think everyone would agree it probably throws a little more of a, a wild card possibility to the team that we wouldn't expect would win a championship versus a full full season, particularly in baseball. But even football may have to limit the number of games. Certainly, college football uh, I, I think is 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 looking at that. Um, who would you like to see win a championship who hasn't? 
What team or player do you think, you know, because a lot of us went through, you know, a lot of us who were around for the full Dan Marino era. I think most of us thought at some point, you know, my Marino's certainly a guy who deserves to win. Charles Barkley was a guy who really deserved to win a championship. So what team or player in a year where maybe it will happen because, you know, all things are not necessarily equal this year. Who would you like to see win, Mark? Well, um, I think there's a difference between who I would like to see win and who probably deserves to win. In the National Football League, Philip Rivers probably deserves to win a championship. I don't want to see him win a championship. So you don't? Okay, no, I like this because I mean, yeah. But, so who do you think? But I think it? he deserves it. Certainly, I think he deserves it. But I, I wouldn't garner much pleasure out of it except the, you know the overall pleasure of justice being served you know at some point in time now what is your beef with rivers i don't really have a beef with him i kind of enjoy him as a personality uh but i just i, I just get sort of a blah feeling with him when i've watched him over the last 10 15 years and i think probably i was what's that are the authorities here for you <laughs> Because I can, because we can hear sirens. Is that your, that, is that your may neighborhood have, there? Are they? They, they, they may have Philip Rivers they may have, was watching and called. The they police. may have caught up to me. Yes. He's I have finally Mark. found, despite the fact that I've been on the World Wide Web now for a while, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know that's how that's how few people watch or listen to us. That uh, it's taken the authorities this long. No, uh, they were waiting for me to come back from Vermont. They uh, Vermont finally had extradition rights, and yeah, uh, that's why I had to come back. All right. So uh, I enjoy doing the show with you. Yes, Philip Rivers. I don't know. I I just uh, just never never had a uh, a strong attachment to him as a player. I think uh, some of those San Diego Chargers losses when they by far by far had the best roster in the National Football League, and they couldn't get past the you know one game in the playoffs. Uh, bothered me a little bit, and uh, I've just sort of written him off, fair or not fair, since then. But I do enjoy him as a personality. I do enjoy how feisty he can get, and um, he's kind of and, funny. He's sort of a funny guy. He, and he is, and, he's and good, I like the fact good that he has. Boy. Yeah, he has a he has like thirty six children, and I yeah. love that. Thirty seven uh, day after tomorrow. <laughs> day after tomorrow. Wow! Congratulations to the uh, entire Rivers family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think in the National Football League, that's who I would. Um, that's who I think deserves it. it the most. Who would you I like th- to see win it? I would like to see Cam Newton win. I would love to see Cam Newton win. I would love to see the pay. Now it's not; it's the Patriots, and they've won a you know seventeen thousand. Sure. But we'll talk about love- teams as well. But as a player, that's fun. I would love to see Cam Newton win it, win a championship in the National Football League for for a variety of reasons. In Major League Baseball, you know, I think I think a guy like Mike Trout be kind of fun for him to win, and uh, I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen. I think the Rays winning would be a lot of fun as well because they got to one, but they didn't win. Um, I um, So now, granted, the only problem I have with the Angels winning, because, you know, the Angels beat the Giants and all that, but I, you know, I have a soft spot for them. A lot of my friends are Angels fans and so forth, but that would just add grist to the uh, Joe Madden is the best baseball <laughs> mind, you know, you know, best manager. I So I would, I might want to back off of that because, uh, 
uh, I, you know, you know, you know me pushing back on that one. And then in the NBA, you know, the, my team, I think, is the Lakers this year. So I have to rule them out. And I think I would like to see the Clippers win if if the Lakers don't. I think that would be an awful lot of fun. Yeah, that's uh, that in in the NBA. That that was what I was going to say. I'd really like to see the Clippers. I think that would be a great. I think be just a blast. If the Clippers and won. I, and I'm sorry to interrupt, Johnny, but I have one more for the NHL. And I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. But outside of the Minnesota Wild, because I lived in Minnesota for four years, and those poor people, when the North Stars left, their hearts were torn out. And I was there very soon after that happened. And then, and then to make it even worse, Dallas, the Stars won you yeah. know, later on. So oh, yeah. it made it even worse for Minnesota. And, and then it's compounded by the fact they hate the name because the Minnesota Wild is kind of a dumb name. You can't kind of get behind that name. But I, I, I like... I, I like the fact that Minnesotans are such uh, devout hockey fans. I'd like to see that. But outside of the outside of the wild, for whatever reason, including the San Jose Sharks, I just have no desire for any West team to win. Really? You know, I'd like to see the Rangers win. You know, I haven't won since 1994. I'd love to see the Rangers win. I'd like to see when, you know, the original six. And, and now Detroit's in the East. So aren't all the original six now in the East? Since Detroit is now in there, yeah, they were the only, they were the, you know, the original six that were, yeah, yeah. I'd love think, to yeah. see Philly. I'd love to see the Flyers win. That'd be a lot of fun. The only team I don't want to see win in the East are the Penguins. I don't, and oh, I, I know you guys that. agree with this. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't want to see them win a game, let alone a championship. For God's sake! They're All right, so that's it for me. You kidding? All right, that 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 that's fun, uh, Jeff. Team wise, the Indians are the team okay. that I get behind the most. Oh, I would love to see them win. That team deserves it. The fan yeah. base deserves it. They are longing for it. Uh, and in the NHL, I think I'd like to see the Minnesota Wild now that Mark <laughs> laid that point out. I'd love to see the Minnesota. It's not going to happen, but I would love no, to see it right. happen. Yeah. I, and I like, I used to love the North Stars. I thought their sweaters were cool. Yeah. I, I liked them. And, you know, back when, and I used to love when the Capitals would play games w- w- west of uh, the Eastern time zone because I'd just go to bed and put the radio under my uh, sheets and covers and listen to the game. So I listened to a lot of Minnesota North Stars games back then. I used to really dig them. So I could get behind that. Uh, Jeff, is there a player, anybody out there in any, any league where you think, hey, here's a guy I'd really like to see win one? Um, you know, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head <clears throat> that that I would like to see win. You know, I'd like to see Aaron Gordon win the championship in the NBA. Because, oh, he, plays yeah, why not? Orlando, because he plays for the Orlando Magic. <laughs> for sure. Fair, fair enough. Sure. All right. Now, for I, I love I'd love Cle- to see the Magic win. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I kind of say, you know, we live here. Yeah. So that, that's kind of one I would throw out. But certainly I, I, w- I would like that. When it... Uh, for hockey, for me, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sure. Because Toronto is an amazing... First of all, I love Toronto. If you've not been there, it's a great town. And they've just been so long-suffering. And we all those years at the ESPN Club, we had Maple Leafs fans just lamenting their team. Yeah. And they're so nice about it. And just... Uh, they still sell out all of the time. So I think I would, I think the Maple Leafs winning They'd it all. they go nuts. Toronto would go nuts. Oh my God. Uh, by the way, people, and any of you complaining about uh, they might turn over a car. Yes, they're going to turn over a car. They'll probably break a few windows because that's what people do when they get together. <laughs> I don't my know, God. John. 
It's the mob. Got to be careful of the mob. Yeah, well, there's a lot of pent-up frustration in Toronto about the Maple Leafs, pal, so I'd be that. Yeah, but I, were, that's, that's, that's who be, I would really be a mob to stay away from Toronto. No, they're nuts. I mean, if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to go nuts. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If they get to the Stanley Cup Finals, they're going to go nuts. If they win it, leave the city. Yeah. Leave the city. Get, get out while you can. Yes, exactly. I think that, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, in, uh, in Mario brought up that a uh, Chicago, one of the original six is still in the West. That's the Oh, one. okay. Right. All right. All right. There, there you go. Um, so whose mistake was that? that, Mine. that, that okay, good. All right. I Thank you, Mario. Too. We greatly appreciate that. Please keep it up. We did both agree with him though. <laughs> yeah, but that's just, <laughs> thank you, that's Jeff. Just, that's thank his persuasive you. nature. That's the that's the oh, wolf wow. in sheep's closing persuasive nature. <laughs> wow. You, you're right. We were lemmings. We shouldn't have gone with it. We should have known. So we'll take the hit on that. All right. Uh, Tom Marino is agree. I agree with Tom Marino 100%. In baseball, I'd love to see the A's win it all. And I know everybody think I'm all A's-centric because I did the 70s A's thing. And I, I often talk about how I think Moneyball is one of the great movies that people that, – that's a movie that – where I hate baseball. I don't care about it. I still think you'll enjoy that movie. I think it's really, really well done. But I'd really like to see the A's win it. I think that would be yeah. really a lot of fun. Because be they fun. have been, I My mean, they have been in the conversation. What's that? What'd you say, Mark? My mom wouldn't enjoy that. No, I know. I know. My mom? Yeah, no, I not enjoy it. I understand that. Uh, but that's that's in Major League Baseball. But I could get behind the Indians as well. I don't think there's anybody in the National yeah. League I want to see win uh, the series outside of the outside of the Nationals. Uh, nobody else. Yeah. I can really get, there's nobody there I could get behind. Are the Milwaukee no. Brewers still a team? Did that did that or did they just for they are for the good of mankind? Has that been? No, they're they're, they're still okay. a team. They've not won anything. <laughs> They've not won anything. The Mariners. Wow. Yeah. Sneak you. Eh, yeah, I, I can't. I just never. I have the same feeling about the team, Mar- the Mariners, as I do about Phillip Rivers. It's like, eh. Yeah. They probably deserve one. They won 116 games one year and couldn't even get to the World Series, for crying out loud. Lost to an inferior New York team that was just on this, you know. They, they stepped just, up when they had to. They did. They played the best in the games that meant the most. They did, but I really think they had made some sort of deal, some sort of pact. <laughs> Lake of Fire. They made a pact back in the you know nineteen nineteen oh, with Lake. the whole with the whole Babe Ruth thing and you know there's a, there was a whole pact and it's it was like a hundred year pact. Wow, uh, Jan Ferreira is just she is way way down on uh, on all of us. Uh, you mean on all of us? Just it, just saying that. Just saying no, it, that the A should move to Portland. That's all. What is the nothing what's to do with the, us? What's the hatred for the A's? I mean, they kept baseball relevant in the in the Bay Area in the seventies. The Giants were not holding up their end of that after they weren't seventy one, really, right? Seventy one, seventy two. That was it. And uh, so I buy. I just uh, yeah, the Mariners. They just you know, and I, I picked on. I just picked on Milwaukee, and I joked uh, in a in a text to you earlier, Mark, that. Uh, it, baseball plays this great season and it's the Rays and the Brewers in the World Series and it literally gets worse ratings than a than a repeat of Bob's Burgers on Fox or whatever uh but uh yeah the Mariners I don't know why the Mariners are just they wow. they they operate on that level of teams that you just I don't, I don't really think about them there's nothing about them that compels me to 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 think about the Mariners me neither me neither and I hated when they played in the kingdom. It looked terrible. 
Just yeah, there's just nothing. It, it's so interesting because the uh, Seattle Supersonics, I sort of felt the same way about. I mean, I guess I was kind of into them with Gary Payton a little bit, and they played the, uh, you know, they played the Bulls that in '96, and that was kind of interesting. But Sean Kemp, I, that was kind of. I mean, they were they were fun. Sean Kemp, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. They were okay, but uh, I'm you know the the Seahawks for all of the Sturm and Drong I throw their way, you know Russell Wilson is maybe. I think he's already a Hall of Famer. I don't think there's any doubt of that. And I, I think he's one of the, the the most fun, you know, if I didn't have a vested interest in seeing him thrown to the turf every play uh, and, and a vested interest in him finally giving up and not trying, can you please not try this time, Russell? So much. God, I just can't stand people that just don't give up. <laughs> At any rate... If it, I mean, he is one of the most watchable football players of all time, I would think. And that, and and, and as much as I, you know, kind of throw Pete Carroll under the bus, you know, him too. He he he's an energetic, fun. The career he's had is remarkable. Uh, you know, and he, that, made, he made USC relevant in a time where he did. it was it was good for football because it wasn't all SEC all the time, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yes, yeah. I mean, the very compelling team, but gosh. Ooh, the Mariners? No. no. <laughs> I'm sort of with you on that, though. I don't like the Sonics because they uh, beat the Bullets in the championship a long, long time ago. The Jacks yeah, sick when, when 17 people watched the finals in that <laughs> 1979 or whatever it was, 78. One of those late 70s where the NBA was really struggling. When was that? Like it's best. People at it. At, That's at, when it was at its best. At That's when the NBA was at its best. I, 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 Before I, Magic and Bird. Yeah. Ruined yeah. it all. Ruined it all for everyone. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, in uh, in the NFL, because baseball for me, the A's, and, and I'm, I'm going to piggyback on the Indians a little bit. In the NFL, I think of a team that I would like to see. I have a soft spot for Jacksonville. Um, I know it bothers you. It's the San Francisco of the South, Jacksonville, Florida. It's really, it's really so is. not the San Francisco really of the East Coast. It's but it is, it, is a, it is a pretty city. I will give you that. Um, I, you know, it's... I've never but heard I that. Go by it again on it. the way down from New York, and I enjoy. <laughs> you enjoyed driving by it and waving as you went by. Um, in the NFL, player wise, that's about what I like about Jacksonville. Fair enough. In the NFL, player wise, the, the the player that I really would like to see win a championship is Deshaun Watson. Um, because I think Deshaun Watson is a uh, great yeah. great player. Uh, I don't really have. I would love to see that too. I don't really feel either way about Houston. I mean, I like a lot of guys on that team. And Bill O'Brien takes so much heat um, that I sort of pull for him a little bit because the mob mentality against worst worst decisions ever made by anybody ever sort of stories about trades and stuff that they do, um, that, they've, that they've had. But uh, I would really like to see Deshaun Watson. And, and, and in football, it really comes down to uh, – the Browns. I would love to see the Browns win it all. Wow. In the NFL. all right. I think that for a couple of reasons, and Jeff and I talked about this earlier. First of all, so old school fan who, you know me, I hate old school fan um, most of the time. So Baker Mayfield could win a championship. I see. Piss them off. I think it you would. could get behind that as well because I know you. That's part Baker. of the Cam Newton thing for me. Yeah. Part of yeah, the Cam yeah, Newton. Yeah. Yeah, and I could get behind that, too. It would be a little easier if he wasn't a Patriot. But in this season, that might be, my goodness, wouldn't that be fun? Um, but I think that, for me, it's it's Cleveland. Because I'm thinking of the other teams that haven't won championships. 
uh, I just it's Minnesota and Detroit. I just have a hard time. Even uh, I, I mean, Falcon, pulled, Falcons haven't won a, a Super Bowl. Yeah, they're. they're yeah. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, and I like Matt Ryan. But I just think that's one where every you have to pay a price for things in life, like like all of us. And uh, they blew Here that big did. lead. Here we go. And I no, kind of feel like you, you, you had me so excited. Now, granted, you gave me perhaps the most exciting quarter of football I ever had a chance to watch uh, with Patriots coming back in that. But, you, you know, you had you had your chance. And I don't think you should get another. <laughs> Ever? Ever? Not in my lifetime. Yeah, so, I hear you. So the next that, four or five years. Yeah, so. yeah, really. Uh, until Matt Ryan probably retire by then and somebody else come in. But they, hard for me to behind them for that reason. They also played Denver in Miami and went out and partied all night in Miami and got beaten by Denver. So Atlanta really does not deserve a championship. Yeah, and, sh- okay. and a- after ruining the chance that we would have had to see a-, a Minnesota Viking team that I really could have gotten behind would have been such a better football game. Yeah, boy, I would have kick. loved to have seen the Vikings win that 98 Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I also have a soft spot for the Chargers. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, that- Lance Allworth goes back to Lance Allworth with you. Let's go back to Lance Allworth. Or and Lance have- Rensel. Uh, well, Lance Rensel, I don't believe, played for the uh, okay. Chargers. He played. Yeah, actually, Lance Rensel wore number 19 for the Cowboys. And then when Lance Allworth got there after Rensel had gone through his issues, Google it, uh, he uh, he took over that number. So I could see right. how you could uh, mistake one. That's how Lance Rensel got his one and only NFL championship uh, with the 1971 Dallas Cowboys. Um, and... Uh, Good information right there. Solid information out of you. You know, I want to jump in right here, too, about the college football, John. It's that I would love to see the Wolverines. I would love to see the Wolverines win that might a be mine championship. Too. That would be that would probably be Make mine, that too. Three. That would be a lot of fun. First of all, they, they get to beat Ohio State for the first time in, you know, 88 years. <laughs> Any of us happy. <laughs> yes. I mean, just that in and of itself. And then get to the playoffs and, you know, go up against the normal the normal powerhouses, essentially in the Southeastern Conference and uh, and or the, you know, and or Clemson, essentially. But teams, you know, in South Carolina or Louisiana or Alabama, uh, it would be great. I'd love to see that. I would love to see. And I have a soft spot for Harbaugh for obvious reasons. Stanford yeah. And the 49ers. Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that would be fun. Uh, I, I could certainly get behind them. The other the other team that I can sort of get behind. But boy, oh, boy, they do. They do everything they can to make me reconsider. This would be uh, would be Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. I know you love James Franklin. Yeah, and that and, and that's really one of the and I have family in, in Penn State, and I yeah. used to be a, a Penn State fan. Um, but er, every time I sort of work that back up again, somebody does something stupid there that makes me angry. Um, but I would love to see James Franklin. Yeah, or just someone just saying we are Penn State. Facebook, you know, God, does it bother you? We are Penn State. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Like I know you're Penn State, you, you really? What is? What, do you really have to show what kind of school spirit you have? Yeah. It is too soon, Tommy. Is it? it is too soon. I they, don't know. Do, they do not know. They do not deserve any sort of any sort of real love. No, Lenny is a big Penn State fan, and I certainly love Penn State. They're they're still the underdog. They're the underdog now. Yeah. And so I have a soft spot for him in that sense. 
But normally what happens, John, is that, you know, they'll they'll have a nice season and then they'll, you know, lose a game by a point. Right. Because they, they either clammed on a clutch play or, right. you know, a, a call went against them or Ohio State cheated or something. One of those is <laughs> usually one of those three things. Yes, and or all, um, all of those three things. Actually. Or all of those three things. Right. And then it just uh, and, and then they usually fall apart after that, after that close loss. Then they usually lose a game they shouldn't lose, and then they probably lose yet another game and finish the season at you know nine and two or, nine, or eight and three or whatever it is. Yeah, or I'd also, 11, oh, ten and three maybe. I, I think I'd also like to see Oregon finally win one because they have just given so much entertainment to me and, and made no secret on the show about how much Pac-12 football I end up watching because my yeah. wife goes to bed and I stay up way too late watching college football. I watch a lot of college football anyway, but uh, I, I think Oregon brought a lot of uh, a lot of fun <clears throat> to uh, to college football. Um, and I, I think it'd be really, really cool to see them. I, I, I could get behind UCLA if they could ever get their collective shit together, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, they're just not Certainly a football not school. Any they of our lifetimes. Maybe not care. children's lifetime, for God's sake, any of them. No. Because they just cannot get it together. They just, they just do not care. They do not care about football at all, UCLA. When's the next time the, the Pac-12 is going to have a national champion? I mean, <sighs> it, it's like they just don't. They they can't even make the playoffs these days. No. Well, because they beat each other up so badly during the course of the regular season. They may have the best conference top to bottom, right. but they I don't know when this is the next time they're going to have a team so dominant that they can get into the playoffs and make a run. No, no, even even when the teams aren't as good, which is really really interesting because there was a period of time there where Oregon was very good, uh SC was still a a, a good football team, uh, Stanford was good, you know, Cal had there were years where they uh they were good teams and so you kind of understood why they feasted on each other oregon state certainly had some success as well washington washington state um but even when they're when there's only one really good team they don't seem to be able to they're going to lose to either their rivalry game or they're going to lose just just a game they shouldn't they just eat their own out there ah, the west they, coast they, mark it's yeah. tough. It is tough. There's always a game. They, they, you know, Utah had a real chance last year, and of course, they. There's always right. one one game where they lose a game that they shouldn't, and because because they never have a break. You know, it's not like the SEC where they play Vanderbilt one week, Joe's College by the Sea for Nuns the next week, Kentucky the next week, then they play. You know, uh, mid level, mid level Ohio River Valley State for the aged. <laughs> You know, the next week, there's like five, six weeks that they can take off in the in the SEC. They can't yeah, do that in the, in the Pac-12. Yeah, Kentucky was a good football team. <laughs> can't really throw right. them in there. All right, interesting, interesting discussion. Now, outside of that, I, there, there, I can't think of really any players in in Major League Baseball outside mm-hmm. of I, I. I agree with the Mike Trout thing. I think Trout is one of those guys who, whether you're a fan or not, and I've called him Joe Charbonneau for years. And I think he's probably eclipsed Joe Charbonneau, if just slightly at this point. Um, but I think that uh, uh, Trout's a guy who deserves to win a championship in baseball. He could all, yeah. not only a great player, but all all reports on him. He's just he's a good dude too. So what about Frank Gore? I saw someone. I saw someone say. I think it was Mario said Frank Gore. I don't even know. He just signed with someone. Uh, and it was kind of an exciting signing. And he's, you know, uh, how old is Frank Gore now, John? 74. Day before yesterday? Day before yesterday. And we send out birthday greetings to the entire Gore family. Al Gore, Gore Vidal, all of them. Now, now why? 
again, I'm not sure Gore Vidal is part of the family of, of the Gores. Gore, he, yeah. he plays Gore. for the Jets, a team that probably oh, okay, none right, of us are going right. to say we want them to win a championship, but they kind of deserve one. I actually would love to see you the know, New York Jets win a Super Bowl. I would that, love to see that. All right. That would and and in and in this if they if this season ended up getting shortened or something happened uh, with the Patriots with Brady being gone the, the everybody loves the Dolphins but I don't think anybody thinks the Dolphins are a championship caliber team would anybody be surprised if Buffalo took a step back so the Jets oh my God yeah we could get behind that that would be outstanding well I like that no I'm, that would be a lot of fun because it, it would pe- people's heads would explode. They it really would. That would be so much fun. That would be so much fun if, if the Jets were somehow uh, found a way. Sam Darnold, you know, people's people's heads would explode, John, especially Dolphin fans who if there's a team that annoys them more than the Patriots, it's the New York Jets. Yep. So, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that would be <laughs> yeah. all right. Fun, fun discussion, though. I mean, I think it's uh, yeah, and again, a good one. I love it. I think it's uh, you know, this is the year where maybe somebody breaks through that we wouldn't expect. Maybe somebody. Breaks through. All right, let's get back to our progressive trivia. I know there's been drama behind the scenes as this has gone on. I've been watching the texting. Is are we are we visually prepared for the final four clues? Apparently we are. There's the screen. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna go from the top here. As an NBA player played for 20 plus seasons, he's a Hall of Famer, led the league in field goals made one year, total rebounds five years. This is the clue that uh allowed Jeff to figure it out, and that's remarkable since Spud Webb played with him, I think, one year at the beginning of his career. Jason Terry played with him one year at the end of his career. One season for both these players. And Jeff, Jeff remembers all is of it, that. Is all right, it, I think he played for more than one season in Minnesota, Spud Webb. Uh, oh, really? Maybe. Yeah. I, I do think it was one, maybe two at the most. Oh, okay. That's John, that's John and I four years ago from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Averaged a double-double for his career. Sadly, they had to cancel that this year. Uh, 15-time All-Star, played in 125-plus playoff games, and only three players all-time have played more minutes. How about that? That's remarkable. I love that statistic. I do, too. Haven't changed this picture yet, John, because uh, you didn't complain about uh, how you looked in that, so I kept it up there. What a no. chin. I think I wish I had a chin in that picture. Won an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year award. Two separate years. Pretty neat. First seven years, his team made the playoffs, never advanced past the first round. Boy, I remember that. Gosh, they kept making the team. They kept making the playoffs, making the playoffs. They could never get past the first round. He was part of one of the first super teams, if we can uh, remember that, before LeBron, oh, by the way, and Uh won at least one NBA championship. So that's it. All right, Barry, I should point out that the photo that's up there right now, that is you and I in uh, Bermuda. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was another. That's another thing that's been canceled. So the fringe has been canceled, and uh, all DVC cruises have been canceled, and and our careers have been yeah, canceled. There's plenty, plenty of pictures that we'll, we'll show throughout throughout the years, ladies and gentlemen. John and I working together, all of which are now are now canceled. Defunct. Yeah, yeah, defunct. They're they're just dust. They're back. It's to, all over. You know. Dust it's all dust, over. John. It starts with dust and it ends with dust. Where people are, people are, uh, you know, fighting uh, online about going back to work. You know, should there be testing every day? Should there be masks? Mark and I are in the position of literally we'll go to work in a Petri dish full of coronavirus if we could just make a dollar at some point during this 
this hellscape that is our lives. Prefer- preferably in our chosen profession, but it will really? soon get yeah. it'll I'll soon get to the point where yeah, it's going to be doing anything. Uh, I, I will do anything. All right. Uh, let's move on to our potpourri section. We'll get through this pretty quickly because we uh, we spent more time on some of the other subjects than I thought we would. And that's fine. We can do what we want. It's our it's our podcast. Get your own if you have a problem with it. Uh, first thing in the potpourri section is the the Deshaun Jackson thing. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Um, he misquoted Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and said some Things that certainly anytime you're quoting Hitler, you're probably saying something anti-Semitic. There have been arguments that he should be cut. There have been. Anyway, you know the story. What are your feelings about this and what you think? He has apologized um, and uh, he has been called out by by the league, certainly. I think the Eagles commented as well. And your feelings on this and what should happen to Deshaun Jackson in this situation? Well, I'll tell you, it is interesting that the relative lack of outrage on this one. If you yeah, compare this right. to, say, what Roseanne Barr did and, and mm-hmm. what she what she tweeted, I don't know what it was. It was it was some sort of semi disparaging reference to an African-American, I think. Uh, oh, no, I think it was uh, Valerie Jarrett. It was something about Valerie Jarrett. Yes, yeah, she said something about Valerie Jarrett. And said, she went she after her she in like a disparaging fashion. She said she looked like a character from Planet of the Apes. She did, yeah, it's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. So so there you go. So that is that is bad. Yep. But quoting Louis Farrakhan, who was invoking Hitler to talk about, uh, you know, African-American superiority over the Jews, if you will. Right. Here's the quote. Here's the misquote. To me, is is just as bad, if not worse. The misquote is, uh, he attributed to Hitler, this story, as you said, came through Farrakhan. Uh, Hitler said that white Jews will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes knew who they were, which is a misquote, um, among other things. Yeah, I'm a little surprised we haven't heard more about it as well. Now, I don't know what... I, I okay. I, I don't. I will say this, and I want to hear your theory. Uh, but I, I don't know if some of that might have to do with the fact that there are a couple of other things going on that people are uh, uh, tied up in. I don't know what was happening when Roseanne Barr made her 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 comment. However, like you, I really would have expected a more um, uh, a more vociferous pushback Re- from people. Reaction. She lost her career. She lost her show. Right. And uh, over that. Yes. Now. Should she have? I think you can make an argument that she deserved what what she got to some to some extent. But I think the difference in outrage, because that quote, what you just read is pretty harsh against the Jews. And I just think, John, I just think it's the oldest prejudice known to man is anti-Semitism. Wow. And it's it just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. And part of the reason is this, is that we're so desensitized to it. That if you go after the Jews, like you go after African-Americans or you go after women or you go after any of the other groups that that have fought back uh, in in the variety of er- eras that they fought back in. And certainly in this era that where cancel culture is prevalent and people get called out, oftentimes uh, uh, justifiably so, uh, it's interesting that when when it's after that group, that disparaged group. That has been disparaged literally from the 
dawn of time, mm-hmm. um, it's not as bad. And I think that, I mean, a friend of mine posted something like that, uh, who is, who is Jewish and it's, um, it's at least at the very least for me, it's grist for the mill. It's, it's, it's thought, it's thought provoking because sure. it, it, it certainly, it certainly begs the question, the, uh, why the, why the difference in, in outrage levels. Yeah. Particularly during cancel culture and, you know, and, and Roseanne Barr, I just picked that one out of the blue, but no, no, no. Particularly with cancel culture. Analogy. Where people jump on this, yeah, people jump on this stuff uh, very, very quickly and sometimes too quickly, I think. Um, but in this case, I would have expected it to be more. So very, very interesting. Uh, I, I, we were going to talk. I have, ahead, a th- I have a thought on that. The, this is a teaching moment because we shouldn't really be looking to Deshaun Jackson to make great statements. We shouldn't be. He shouldn't have a ton of followers other than the fact that he catches football if we really shouldn't expect anything out of Roseanne Barr or Deshaun Jackson when it comes to great thought and the fact that we do, I think, is a, is a testament to 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 us as opposed to him. I don't think yeah, he should have said it. Yeah, our, I don't think we should care what Deshaun Jackson says. Catch a football, be good at it and keep your mouth shut and everybody could win here. Yeah, and I think I mean, but I, and the other side of that is I think that, you know, if the Philadelphia Eagles were to cut him because they said, you know, that is just not a, you know, we, we are also in the public relations business to a certain extent, um, then then, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. But I, I agree. I agree, Mark, that I, I'm, I'm a little surprised we haven't heard more. Uh, we were going to talk about Patrick Mahomes contract, but eh, I, don't, I don't really have anything to add. Uh, I, the, I think only- it's smart. And anybody who says it's not. The the only thing is is that I I uh, Charlie Casserly, your old general manager, was on uh, the NFL Network last night. I was listening to it at, on my drive back from Sarasota because I dropped Bob, my oldest, my only son, you my son at at his mom. I'm just everywhere. everywhere. I am everywhere. Jesus. And I'm dropping him off at his mom's, which is a two and a half hour drive. So I'm listening to Sirius and I'm switching around and I hear uh, Charlie Casserly make a great point about how it is very favorable to the Chiefs, that their exposure is very limited. It's about 63 million. Then there's this $42 million roster bonus when he's 30. We lost exposure Mark. on their part. So I think uh, good for the Chiefs. Can you can you see me now? Yeah, you're good. Yep, you're good. Yep, all good. Okay. Anyway, so I'm. I, I just want to say kudos to the Chiefs, and of course, Patrick Mahomes was is obviously very happy as well. But it's not like the Trout deal, obviously, where all four hundred and eighty right. million dollars well, guaranteed. NFL deals never are, and anybody who's listening to the show should know by no. now because we were like, when you hear a number in an NFL deal, that's not the number. That that you know, it's what's the guarantee? It's money? a headline. Because it's not all guaranteed. It is a headline. It's clickbait yeah. headline. Uh, yeah. Kelly Loeffler uh, owns the Atlanta Dream, the WNBA team. They're going to put Black Lives Matter on the court. She pushed back against that, said it's divisive. She's Republican from Georgia. Um, I, the only reason I bring this up is, look, look, I, you know, I don't agree with Kelly Loeffler's position at all, um, which shouldn't be surprising. But, God, don't you have to be smarter than this? At this point... I, I just think she is – I just think we have a series of bubbles around this country. And if you're in uh, a left-wing bubble, you have no problems with BLM. You think it's an important statement to make. If you're in a right-wing bubble, you understand, and this is also true, 
that there are elements of it that in, in terms of the leadership that are pretty radical and, and not mainstream on any level, even even, uh, you know, more radical than, say, <clears throat> uh, Black Panther uh, stuff was back in the day or or um, Malcolm X stuff was in the day. And and uh, and again, we we are unable to hold two contrasting thoughts in our head. And if you're in the right wing bubble, you that's just all there is to it. And you say it. And you're in Georgia and you're you're surrounded by bubble people. And it's the same thing with 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 the left wing. And so, yeah, should she be more smart? Of course. But I think that that's really it's on all of us to be a little bit more smart and to have conversations that are a little uncomfortable so that we understand this other side of things. Jason Whitlock um yeah. has some interesting things to say about black lives matter. We know he's a conservative, but he's also, we also like him. We've also always liked Jason Whitlock and he's got some interesting things to say. So does Marcellus Wiley about it. I just I think, think it's important to listen to, but none of my, us do that. And neither did she. My whole point with her is that everything's trending against you in this. And I, I just think it, it it's, I, I guess terms of the sports. Yeah. No, no I, I, I guess, you know, the, the idea is, and she's, she's, congresswoman and she's running for office and i guess this is just because it's not going to change you're not going to get this change no one kelly kelly loth is not stupid enough to think that they're going to make this change for her. it's just not going to happen i'm sorry not not in a league that's largely african-american not have given what's happened but i just think you know again i'm thinking in terms of managing the pr i think i don't think she's managing her pr very well but to your point in her bubble the people that she uh supports you know, maybe maybe it pays off for her. and the All people right. that support her, John. I mean, maybe this is a politically savvy move. Maybe this guarantees her reelection because she's talking to people that agree with her. And 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 the fact that she's getting a slap on the wrist from the WNBA is is even more of a feather in her hat. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, finally, the last thing I want to talk about is the Ivy League is uh, deciding today, and they may have already. I haven't seen it yet come down the, the possibility of playing their fall sports in the spring. This comes in a year where uh, financially uh, we're running into a lot of problems for these colleges Stanford announced today that 11 varsity sports will be eliminated. Um, do you think that if the Ivy league chooses to do this, I don't think it's going to have any effect on division one football other than the other plan of of shortening the season, because we've talked about on this, you know, Martin, you make you make no bones about the fact that uh, out of conference games in the SEC are just annoying to you generally because they don't play anybody. Um, do you think if they make this move that it, will, that it will push any other leagues in that direction? Do you think any fall, uh, particularly football, could, could possibly move to that? I don't know, Johnny. I think uh, the co- I think college football conferences are like the states. In this country, everyone is individual. They run according to their own uh, protocols, their own feedback from parents, from athletes, from, uh, you know, administrators and the like. And uh, they take all of those things into consideration. So much like Idaho is different from New York and, uh, you know, Nebraska is different from Florida. I think the Ivy League is going to be different from any other conference. I think each I conference is going to make their call. I don't think they're necessarily going to be influenced by another conference. They may be they will definitely be influenced by schools within the conference, but I don't yeah. think they'll be influenced by other conferences. Well, that's and, just my opinion. I could be totally wrong because I'm wrong, you know, 70 percent of the time. Conference presidents, for most of all, from the Pac-12, and they've weighed in on this and said, and while they've said they don't think this is a model that could work for them, they are admitting that they're looking at it. They're looking at what other 
schools are doing because, again, there is no blueprint for any of this. And I think more to the shortening of the season thing than I do uh, for the. Uh... At this point, I can't hear John. No, John, He's frozen. John, you see is, that? John has frozen. It's a it's a it's a relatively flattering look. For That's, you, the we'll like, That's the best one. That's the best headshot that he's had up so far. It, or what do you it is? It is. It's a good one, John. It really is. Your head's your head's tilted down. Your eyes are closed. You look thoughtful. Either either or or you look like you're you know you've just had a stroke. Either way, uh, but uh, it's a good one. And uh, he's talking about the Ivy Leagues and uh and the like and uh, whether or not i think all conferences are going to look at other conferences of course everyone wants to have as much information as they possibly can states look at other states but in the end it's going to be within that conference and what they do and i think a lot of the um problems and a lot of the solutions and a lot of the protocols are going to be based around location based around what the feedback is from those administrators students uh, athletes and uh, and parents and the like. So I think I think each I think they're very much like the states. That's why it's been such a tough thing to manage, Jeff. This whole thing because you know how do you how do you tread that line about uh, you know giving grand decrees nationally or as an NCAA entity and allowing each individual state or each individual uh, conference. To do their own thing, it's a tough it's a tough line to balance. It really has been the entire time. All right, do you think think we give the answer? I think I we think give so. the answer to yeah. our progressive trivia. All right, so here we go. We're going back to this. It, uh, John has let us know that he had a power surge, so he'll join us as soon as everything is back up and running technically. Okay, poor yep. John. All right, so here we go. Here's our progressive trivia from the top. It's an NBA player who played 20-plus seasons. I think it was like 22. Hall of Famer. He uh, led the league in field goals made one year, and he led the league in total rebounds five different years. I think it was five years in a row, actually. Played with Spud Spud Webb and Jason Terry. Here's our Edinburgh fringe picture, and here's the next set of clues. Average a double-double for his career. 15-time All-Star. Played in 125-plus playoff games. And only three players all time have played more minutes than this guy, which is remarkable. Next final set of clues were these. Won an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year award. In his first seven years, his team made the playoffs, but never advanced past the first round. It was coached by Flip Saunders. He was part of one of the first super teams, even before LeBron uh, took his talents to South Beach. And won at least one NBA championship. Played in two, as a matter of fact. And look at this picture. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this was a, just a, a, a fun evening at the Pelkey's house. Progressive trivia. The answer is Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Look at that. And Kevin Garnett. What do you think of that picture, Johnny? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what that party is. Sorry about that. I had a little power surge. It kicked my computer off for a minute, and I had to restart the dang thing. So there we go. And I don't even remember what I was saying, but thank you for finishing up the progressive trivia. Well done. Well done out of you. Not a problem. Uh, and Jeff, uh, anyway, Jeff got it right away based on Spud Webb and Jason Terry. Uh, and I no, know. It's, it's not that, though. It was the 20 years. You can't. That's too that's too crazy a clue to give out in the first. That's not nebulous. enough. Yeah, yeah. that's you an can incredible get away with that career. More. Yeah. In, in basketball, that's that puts you in a class. Pretty yeah. small. That's I really just don't point. know if. 
people I mean I certainly didn't remember that Kevin Garnett had that kind of career and played that many minutes. I didn't, I, you know, I a, knew he had a long career, but I didn't know it was that long. He uh, he he came straight out of high school. Yep, played he did. Uh, played at eighteen. He was already the starter in uh, on Minnesota. In, in, in Minnesota, yeah. And remember, do you remember that seven straight years with Flip Saunders? Yeah. Because that was a bad expansion team when they first came out of they the game. Were. They didn't have the success that the Heat did or that the Magic did, and. Uh, and then Flip Saunders get, gets there, and Garnett gets there, and uh, you know they make the playoffs every single year, but can't get past yeah. the first round. So, and you then, see that uh, they were, first super like, team I, with um, they really were a know. team that was very Kevin Garnett centric, though. I think that was the problem in Minnesota. When he gets to Boston, he has other they guys. Yeah, yeah, they never they never improved that team enough around him. They had some good players, but uh, they remind me of like a couple of years or a few years there for the Atlanta Hawks, where they were just you know the Atlanta Hawks were a really good team, and they just they just could not do anything in the playoffs. All right, thanks for covering for me while the uh, while everything dropped out uh, as we talk about the Ivy League. Uh, I'll make a note that uh, discussions about the Ivy League could be uh, dangerous for us in the future. We should probably avoid that. Yeah, yep. um, but. Yep. Uh, Anyway, uh, so that wraps us up for today. Anything in closing, anything pop up that you wanted to talk about that we didn't have a chance to uh, before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. I will, I will mention that at 3.09, the timestamp at 3.09, Tom Marino got Kevin Garnett. And so that is now uh, a, a full 18 minutes ago. Wow. So it was well before nice. we revealed the answer. Yes, Jeff? Right. Yes, I, I see that now. I, I missed it. Right. As did I. So, uh, and he, he's asking you, John, what does he win? Nothing. And oh, by the way, I'm back in the middle. Uh, <laughs> the I, what, what he wins is that uh, we'll be back to do another show on Friday just for yeah. Him. And the thanks of a grateful nation, as always, Tommy. Thank you so very, very much. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. Again, I apologize for my technical issues, but uh, we're, we're, having, we're having Old Testament storms over here in West Orlando. So that, uh, you know, nothing I can do about that. I do not control the weather. That's Disney. They control the weather. They All do. right, Johnny. That's okay. We forgive you. We forgive they you. They do. Yeah, they do. Control they control the a lot of things. For Mark Ferreira, Jeff Taylor, I'm John Pelkey. Uh, thank you so much for watching and or listening. And we will be back on Friday. This has been After Further Review. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.